Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the Gains for Girls podcast. Uh, We have been seeing stories similar to mine, uh, similar to Paula Scanlon at University of Pennsylvania, pop up all across the country. And it's the same story every time. Mediocre man decides to join the women's team to become a record smasher. We just saw this in New Jersey this week at Ramapo College, where a a male athlete, of course, uh, was breaking team records and and the women's division, different things like that. Today's guests have their own experience dealing with this at Roanoke College. Uh, Their story gained a lot of attention at the beginning of October. Um, But of course, uh, events happening in the Middle East uh, Israel and, and Palestine that kind of took precedent, of course, and understandably in the media. And so their story got covered up pretty quickly, but it needs to be heard. People need to know this is happening. And these girls were warriors who fought back, which is what we need to see more of. I think we can learn a lot from them. Uh, so enjoy the episode today with two out of the three captains of Roanoke College's swim team. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it is so good to see you guys. Um, Thank you so, so much for coming on today. Uh, You guys have been absolutely incredible warriors defending women's sports because unfortunately you have seen firsthand uh, the impact of what allowing men into women's sports looks like. Um, And so we have Lily and Bailey, the captains of the Roanoke College swim team here. I kind of just want you guys to, to one, start by introducing yourselves um, and give us a rundown on really what went on on your team, because truthfully, it happened at such a time um, where there was other issues going on in the world. And so I think I think your story kind of got looked over to a degree. And so I want to give you the opportunity to talk about how you guys um, are here now. Um, I guess I'll start. I'm Lily. I'm a junior. And like Riley said, I am a captain of the swim team. Um, I don't know. I guess I could say my events. I swim the 50 and 100 freestyle and then the 100 back. And I'm Bailey Gallagher. I'm a senior and also captain of Rona College's women's swim team. And then I swim the 200 IM, 400 IM and 200 backstroke. Yeah. Um, okay. For To kind of start. So how we learned about this is in the summer we got in well yeah we got an email from our coach and we were going to have like a, a leadership meeting with all of us the women's captains and the men's captains and kind of at the end of the meeting he had told us um like just so you know this person is going to be able to swim with you guys and i mean for me it kind of just sent like a little bit of shock through my whole body and then I was like oh gosh like how how do we move on from here and so um after that we had just talked with the women's leadership and whenever we did I think we were all pretty timid as to how to talk about this at first because none of us really knew how to say anything or what to say 
I don't know if Bailey, if you want to talk about how you felt initially. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like we were all a little afraid. I was afraid anyway, because I didn't know if we were all on the same page kind of when we found out about it. We were all just kind of like, okay, like, cool, cool. And then we texted to the side and we were like, oh, is anyone else like <laughs> thought about this? And we we're like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so glad I'm not the only one freaking out about this. So it was definitely, um, when I first found out about it, I was worried, but I don't think I knew how extreme the worriedness would get. I was just kind of like, this might be a problem. And then in like two weeks, I was like, okay, this is a big problem. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I was definitely worried like right when I found out, but I didn't realize how big of a deal this was really going to be. So that was pretty scary, I guess, just transitioning and like having to deal with it building up and like escalating and just like that whole entire like situation building up until like we got on campus. So for clarification for Mm -hmm. for everyone, you know, this is a male swimmer who swam on the men's team. Mm -hmm. Um, What year was the swimmer before he decided to switch to the women's team? He started off as he swam as a freshman on our team. So he's in Lily's year. He's a junior. Um, so my sophomore year, he came in as a freshman on the men's team. And then mm-hmm. over the summer, I think it was summer 2022, we kind of found out that this person was going to transition into being a trans woman. And um, that whole, their whole sophomore year, my junior year. So last year, they spent the whole year transitioning. So they weren't swimming with us. They were just transitioning, coming to practices, but not participating, just kind of like showing their face to still be a part of the team. And then that following year, this year is when they came back as a woman. Then you guys, how were you as a team told that this was going to happen? Um, And were you kind of, you know, offered to give your perspective to it? Or was it kind of just like, here, this is what's happening. Smile and step aside. Yeah. um, So when we got on campus... Um, we have these things that are called Friday night on the quad and we were all sitting there. It's just kind of, there's dinner outside and then, you know, they have, the school has a bunch of different activities. And so we were sitting there and uh, as captains, Bailey, Kate and I were all kind of like, do we want to have a meeting about this before we have like an actual team meeting with our coach in the room? And so we said, okay, let's get our ducks in a row and go talk as just a women's team. So We got that put together really fast. It was just kind of a come if you want to talk about this, if you feel comfortable talking about it, we're going to be in the locker room. So we it was very so at first it was kind of like nobody wanted to say anything because everyone was like Bailey, Kate and I had said it like at the beginning. We were like, well, who agrees with us and who doesn't? Um, So initially us three kind of were like, all right, we don't think this is fair. And then after that, it was like, it was rapid fire. Everybody started saying everything that they thought, well, what about this? What about that? And so we came up with a list of our concerns with um, having a trans athlete on the team. And so that the next day, so that was obviously on a Friday, the next day we had a team meeting with our coaches in the room and we just kind of laid it all out there, all of our concerns. And he was honestly very receptive to what we had to say um at the time he didn't have like any sort of information at all and that's kind of where our issue comes into play is where the school didn't communicate enough with him they didn't communicate enough with us it was just like nobody knew what was going on so we were having all these meetings but at the same time it was like no information was actually being given to us and then vice versa it was very 
It was just strange. But that's how we were initially told as a team. And the freshmen didn't know about it at all until we had mentioned it um, in that meeting with just the women's team. And so they were really taken back. But truthfully, nobody really knew that this individual would be wanting to compete. So it was all up in the air until it wasn't. And it was very, it was quick. So. So talk about kind of when it wasn't, you know, what did that look like? And when did it become a reality for you guys that it wasn't just kind of like this idea anymore. It was to the point where you all as women were going to lose opportunities on your women's team. Yeah. I feel like once we kind of all started Talking to each other is when it started to become very real because we started to talk about all the possibilities that can be going on, records that could be taken, relay spots that could be taken, times, just like spots on the scoring roster that could possibly be taken. When we started talking about it as a team, I think that's when it started getting a little bit scary. Um, but a week after our meeting is when, or was it, it might've been a few days after our meeting is when practice has started, which I think for a lot of people, it started getting very real. Luckily, mm-hmm. um, the captains, me, Lily, and Kate didn't have to practice with this individual much at all, except for Saturday mornings when our whole team's in the pool together. But I know a lot of uh, the girls who swim with this person through every single practice was just like having such a hard time, like watching this person swim, like just even like seeing them like at, on the pool deck in the pool and then like just coming back and like telling us how their practice was. We'd be like, hey, how was practice? Instead of like, oh, I had a really great set it was all about the transgender person who was at the practice. It really just like took everything over. So then you guys were set to have your inner squad meet, um, which is basically, you know, where half of your team competes against the other half of your team before your season starts. Um, And so you guys were set to have your inner squad meet um, and you all were told that the male athlete would be competing um, on the women's team. And to my understanding, you guys were told you got to vote. Uh, on if this is something that you wanted um, on your team or not. So what did that look like? Uh, So I I had kind of touched on all the meetings we were having. So obviously we were going into meetings, Bailey, Kate, and I, with our coach. Um, Like I said, though, the school wasn't doing a very good job communicating. So when we were trying to bring our concerns, it was like a, I don't really know what to tell you kind of thing. So with that, we ended up having to write a letter to the individual where we stated our concerns point blank just from Bailey, Kate, and I kind of representing what we had talked about as a women's team at our first meeting. And then after that, the individual was not happy with that letter, obviously, because they wanted to swim. And I mean, we said just not on a women's team. And so then Um, After that, we ended up having a meeting with the individual in the room where we kind of got to just state our concerns to the person. And then they also got to say to us their side of the story, kind of. Um, And with that, there were a lot of things that were just not really a part of the discussion. Nothing that should have been a part of the discussion. Like there were mental health battles being brought up and Bailey and I were actually on FaceTime during that meeting. And so we weren't able to put in like, like in-person feedback. And so it was just Kate at that meeting by herself um, with the rest of the women's team, but the only captain there. And so she was pretty uncomfortable with that. But with that, 
the individual had said that um, they wanted to compete on the women's team and everyone kind of was like uh, on edge about it. And so what had happened was um, one of the girls had sent in the group chat a poll of whether or not we should revote after midseason um, if this individual would be able to compete with us and score. So the idea was the individual would swim exhibition up until our midseason meet. And then after that, we would revote and then see whether or not we decided that this individual could score points. And so that was crazy. The fact that we had to do that, it was so, it was just, I don't know. I was, I was sitting at home obviously on FaceTime and I could feel the tension in the room. It was like, I couldn't believe my eyes when I looked at my phone and saw that there was a poll being sent in our women's team group chat voting of whether or not a biological man should be on our team. Like I just, it was crazy to me, but so that was our vote. Um, and actually only four girls voted no, like they wanted an answer now. And the reason that every other girl voted, yeah, they had come to us and said that they felt like they were pressured into doing that just because that person was sitting five feet from them. Like they could feel that they were watching, like, are you going to, what are you going to vote? Like, this is my swim career. And so that's how that vote came about. Um, but yeah, Bailey, if you want to talk about that too, because that was a pretty pivotal part in. Yeah, definitely. I think just the most uncomfortable part was the fact that the person was like, okay, let's vote right now. Like right now, let's vote. It was very like pressured and it didn't seem like anyone really wanted to vote. And then it had to be sent like in the women's group chat. And then I was very confident that everyone was going to vote no because of the previous meetings we've had and how like on the same page everyone was. So to see the results and just to see the yeses keep rolling in, like I was just sitting there like, oh my gosh, like, like I didn't even really know what to think because I didn't know where everyone's head was at. I was like, did everyone change their opinion? And now they really are like, okay with this. Like it did everyone just feel pressured, which ended up being the case. Like I know a lot of girls came up to us afterwards and was like, ah, I kind of regret like, voting yes like I would just felt like in the moment I needed to like it was like they they were staring at me like I just felt like uncomfortable so that definitely like changed a lot and I guess going back to when things started feeling real I feel like after that vote came in it was it was really scary because yeah well I think that shows the power because of course we we hear the saying courage is contagious but I think you know, cowardice is also contagious. Um, I, I think those those two things are both true. Um, it's kind of like the Stockholm syndrome, right? You have one person vote no or, or yes in this case, um, and then it, it becomes a trend. And I think you guys were truly um, emotional, emotionally blackmailed into abandoning your gut instinct and your moral compass and what you know to be right and true and fair and just. Um, which I don't think a lot of people, I hear all the time from people, oh, well, why don't you just not compete? Why don't you just boycott? Why don't you just all these other excuses? But um, they haven't put their themselves in that situation um, because when you you feel burdened with someone else's mental health or whatever other circumstance might, that might be, it is a hard position to be in, especially as, you know, 20-year-old and younger girls. Um, so I absolutely understand that. And I think it's awesome too 
just how unified you guys were leading up to that point. And of course, after this point, initially you guys got back unified, which we'll get to. Um, this is really the only time that we've seen this. Um, all of the team kind of stand together. Um, speaking from my own experience, um, Paula Scanlon, who, who swam at University of Pennsylvania on the team with, with Leah Thomas, Will Thomas, um, there was not that that unity aspect necessarily. And so I want you guys to, to talk about what that looked like, um, because it's not like you had 30 or however many, you know, 17, if, if you had 17 people voting, it's not because you had 17 staunch conservatives on your team, was it? No, definitely not. Um, not at all. <laughs> yeah, I think our team was very, like, diverse in that area. Like, we have, like, several different people, like, in the community, which I thought was really really awesome that they even had the courage to like come out and stand up for something that's so right um I think our team being unified definitely just like made so much of a difference and it also just made our team so much of a safe space because of all the things that was going on outside we could always come back into the locker room and just let it all out like some of us just spend like so much time in there because we know like those are the group of people we need to stick with. Like, these are the safe people to talk to. So that was really awesome. And I really appreciated that. Yeah, it was um, whenever we had left our initial meeting, I remember feeling like, okay, like I, I felt like I could take a deep breath because I knew that everyone, like, that we all at least agreed with the fact that this wasn't fair, whether or not it was um, like people were, back and forth on whether or not this person gets swim exhibition or that kind of thing that part wasn't as important as how we all felt just as a whole like we all were unified under like i said under the umbrella of the fact that this isn't fair we shouldn't have to go through this and so the fact that we could lean on each other um and the fact that we were able to just say all right guys like we all agree on this now where do we go from here um that was it was it was a relief i guess to say the least yeah no i think that's a, a very good word um you had your inner squad um ultimately the male swimmer did not end up competing with the women um which was it was good news right um no one was, no woman was being infringed upon. Um, then there was a press conference, which I think this is where the story kind of got a lot of national attention. Um, there was a lot of outlets there covering that, including Outkick, including Fox. Um, lots of outlets who were there. I was there, which it was so incredible for me to see um, you guys standing together, um, unified again, um, sharing how this affected you, because we hear all the time about how this affects the other side, how this is affecting trans athletes. But what about the women? Um, and so you guys so bravely shared how you felt. And also your parents were there and read a statement from the parents' perspective, um, which is amazing. I'm going to insert a picture of your parents at, at your inner squad meet and the shirts that they were wearing, uh, which is what we need more of. We need more parents willing to defend their daughters, whatever age their daughters are. We need parents to be firm. We need strong dads, strong moms. Um, so talk about that press conference and really the courage that it took to do that, knowing that, you know, being on a college campus, it's pretty well understood that that 
won't always be uh, received in the best way. Even though you guys didn't have bad intentions, it's not like you you have any ill will or or um, bad intentions towards this trans athlete. Um, you just wanted to preserve women's sports. Yeah. Um, at the so leading up to the press conference, Bailey and I actually. When we were behind the door getting ready to walk out, both of us were shaking. We were looking at each other like, there's no way this is about to happen. Like, we're about to, like, what are we doing? But um, at the same time, we were all back there, like, all 10 of us were back there, and we were like, okay, everybody, take a deep breath on three. So we took a deep breath together, and we were like, guys, we're doing this for a good cause. And then after that, it was like, all right, like, we're we're about to go do this. Like, it kind of, it was kind of like the feeling, I know, Riley, you'll probably relate to it, like behind the block, whenever you're like, okay, I'm ready to go. Like, it's time to go. Um, So that's kind of how we felt with that. But it was definitely nerve wracking, especially because um, the Daily Mail article came out that morning. And so we had, oh gosh, we had reporters all over campus and they were stopping people asking questions. And for us, we were just kind of like, like, oh gosh, we were, we were kind of the ones who got, like, we got this started um, cause I mean, our names obviously were on the article. And so whenever all these people were coming and asking questions to all these people, it was like, oh my gosh, like what, what's happening right now? Um, and so that was pretty nerve wracking, but like I said, it was just, once we got there, it was like, okay, we're doing this and we know we're doing this for a good cause. Like it was, yeah. And having, I know my mom was the one who gave the speech. And so whenever she did that, I know even just having her in the front row, like just being able to look at her and say what I was saying in my speech, I was like, okay, my mom's right there. <laughs> like I can, I can take a deep breath. She like, if I need something, I can go ask her afterwards. And it was just good to have every parent up there too. Cause it, it just meant so much that they even made the trip. I mean, not everyone is from Virginia. I mean, I'm from Ohio, so that's like a six hour trip. Um, And so the fact that my mom made that and then Bailey, I know that's a pretty long drive for you as well. And so your mom making that trip, it was just, it meant the world to have Special. that support behind us. Yeah. 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 No, of course. Um, so what was the point where the male swimmer um, came out and said, you know, I'm not going to be on the women's team or did it come from a coach? Where did, where did that final um, executive decision that the male ultimately would not be competing on the women's team come into place? It was actually before the press conference, which is kind of crazy because we already had this whole thing planned out. So when the text message dropped that the swimmer was not going to be swimming anymore, we were like, oh my gosh, like it was like very weird. It was like, so the, um, the swimmer sent a message. I think it was the week after our, our inner squad meet and the week before or the day before the press conference. So my timeline's a little messed up. It was like within the week of the inner squad meet and the press conferences, um individual sent a text message out in our whole team group me so like guys team girls team and then all three of our coaches and it was basically explaining that they were not going to be on the team for the rest of the year um didn't really go into much detail about why but kind of mentioned how they didn't like how the administration wasn't giving them a straight answer on what they were going to do so like just how we were like really not okay with how the administration handled things. Neither was the person on the other side of the situation, which is kind of crazy. Um, so yeah, that's when the text message came to be, um, which was very weird because when the text messages came out, I 
I thought I would feel a lot more relieved. Like it was a, I don't really know how to describe the feeling of when it came out. It was almost like, I don't know, Lily, do you? It was, it was kind of like, I mean, we had all this tension and all this, I guess the, the best word to put on it I for me was heartache because I obviously never want to see anybody upset. But at the same time, my entire team was upset. And so going through that and all of us at the same time feeling all these emotions and we were we were up here and then all of a sudden it just dropped. So yeah. everything that we had been feeling, it's like we weren't a, it to me, the way I kind of I don't know the way personally I felt it, it was like I couldn't feel that way anymore. Like it was like, OK, the, the individual quit, like. Like, stop. But yeah. at the same time, in in my head as well, I was like, no, no, like we just went through a month and a half of every other day having two hour long meetings talking about this. I didn't sleep for that whole time. I like eating was a chore, like all these things. And so having that all just come crashing down that fast, it was just, it was like, I didn't know how to feel. I didn't know what to think. I didn't know what course of action to take next, especially, I mean, Bailey had said that like that message came right before we we're supposed to have this press conference. I had this internal battle with myself, like, well, our situation's over, but like we went through this. I don't want anyone else to go through this. Like, should I still speak out? Should I? I was like, what? I, it was just so many things going through my mind at once. I'm grateful that you spoke up because uh, I actually went to Virginia to testify last year. Um, and I will never forget, it was Delegate Jeff Bourne. Uh, he looked me in my eyes and told me that I was a hateful bigot, that I was bullying trans people for advocating for this piece of legislation that would ultimately, it wouldn't ban anyone from competing, of course. You would just compete with your sex, um, the sex you you were born with. And so, uh, and he went on to tell me, why are we creating a solution to a problem that doesn't exist? Um, and unfortunately, you guys were on the receiving end of a problem that most certainly does exist. Um, so hopefully your situation can, of course, be used to um, propagate this issue, um, you know, persuade people onto our side to see how this is harmful to women. Um, as you said, Lily, you know, not eating, not sleeping. I mean, it's it's really it's torment for you guys. And so hopefully more people can realize that. Unfortunately, sometimes it takes an a pretty terrible circumstance uh, for people to realize that. Um, but as we wrap up here, I just want to give you guys the opportunity to, you know, if you had any advice for someone going through this, which those stories seem to be popping up daily now in different sports and different states, different levels, you know, high school, college, elementary school, even uh, what would y'all's advice be, whether it's a team or an individual athlete? I guess just have courage. It would be my main advice. Like I was mm -hmm. so terrified just going into this situation, having to deal with the unknown of what was going to happen and then deciding to stand up and for what's right about the situation. And the biggest thing that I think helped me and I think helped our team was just having the courage to do so because it was very scary. As Lily was saying, like we were shaking before the press conference. Like it was, it was a very um, nerve-wracking experience, but I have never felt so like empowered after standing up for something I believe in. So I just would tell everyone, just don't be, don't be scared. Just do what's right. Yeah, I'd say the same thing. I would say just 
instead of thinking about what kind of helped me, I guess, is I had mentioned that internal battle I had of our situation was over, but do I still speak out? Do I do this? And the way I told myself to speak out is I'm like, if, and I've said it multiple times, if I have a daughter and I put her into a sport and then this happens to her, I would never be able to forgive myself because I had this opportunity and I didn't do anything about it. And so that kind of helped me. So just have the courage to be able to say, this is bigger than just what's happening here. This is this is across so many different age groups, so many different like levels of competition too. It doesn't matter if I mean we're a D three school, but this is happening all over the place. Obviously, Riley with D one. It was. It's just be able to s- sit there and say, "Look, I'm doing something for the greater good, and I'm I know that what we're doing." is going to make an impact. I think that just knowing that and having, like Bailey said, having the courage to just say what you believe truthfully that, oh, it just, it, it does so much. Like I, I had no idea that this was going to get as big as it did, but now that it is, and now that, I mean, on the West coast, we had heard that our story inspired other people to stand up for what they were going through. And so I think just that it's bigger than just, one person so if you can and if you have the opportunity to speak up my advice would be to do it take the opportunity and do it as many times as you you can excuse me no I think that's wonderful um Bailey I love how you said it's empowering because truly that's how I felt um it's liberating to speak the truth feels like a weight is off of your shoulders and so I so appreciate you guys um, you just had your midseason. I've been following along. You guys are doing incredible things, um, both individually and as a team. Um, and I am one of your biggest fans. So I appreciate you guys um, for being warriors uh, in the face of adversity. Uh, that's what we need more of. Thanks for tuning into the Gains for Girls podcast. Um, like I mentioned in the intro, this is happening all too often. And also, as I said, It's the same story every time. Why don't we see women joining the men's team and becoming record smashers? Uh, I think we all know the answer to that. Um, But again, thank you for tuning in. Uh, You can download, subscribe, like anywhere where you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, outkick.com. We look forward to seeing you guys again next week.